There is no error with your audio outputs. Do not attempt to fix any sound issues. We are monitoring you with this device. We control your options and settings. We are transmitting through your internet connection, but our signal is actually entering your mind, sending electrical impulses into the very tissues of your brain. Try to stay calm. We've taken over your senses for the duration of this broadcast. You are helpless to resist. We have taken control for your own sake. There are things you must know. This is Paranoia Radio, hosted by Olaf Phillips and Ron Patton. You're going to play the music first? No. No. Why would you... I play? We're on Aftermath now. Why would I play the music first, Ron? That, that would mean that, that we're doing this like normal people. Oh, jeez. Welcome to Aftermath Radio. Hello. <laughs> what the hell are we anyway? Is this the Paranoia Podcast? We, this is the Paranoia Podcast, Ron. And uh, I am Olaf Phillips. I am the publisher and uh, occasional writer uh, when I own Writer's Block of Paranoia Magazine. Ron? I guess I'm still Ron Patton, editor of something or other. Editor of something or another of Paranoia Magazine. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now, Ron, you were telling me that we have a very special guest star tonight. And I was wondering if you could fill me in on who that is. Most certainly. I believe he's actually the first guest we had on the Paranoia podcast like five years ago. And I uh, I believe that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Episode number one. And I think this is I think this is episode 50 or 51. I'm not mistaken. Oh, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) That's how often we do them. But anyway, uh, we have we have Adam Go Rightly. Welcome, Adam. Hey guys. Yes, welcome. Oh, back back Ron. again after five years or however long it's been. I know. Yes, Ron. You know what you did? You know what you forgot about about Mister Go Rightly? He's also the most prolific writer in the history of paranoia. That is correct, and he is a uh, self-described crackpot historian discordian and uh into fusion paranoia i've never heard of fusion paranoia what's that you asking me (laughs) yeah man yeah what the hell is fusion paranoia so the term uh fusion paranoia is kind of like an overlap between Think of it in the 1960s, the John Birch Society that was promoting, you know, these okay. Illuminati uh, capers, the New World Order takeover. Everywhere. Yep. And uh, and on the left as well, we're talking about, uh, you know, in many cases, the CIA and pointing to these other groups. And so there was an overlap where... Uh, you know, uh, both ends of the political uh, spectrum could could relate to this control mm-hmm. mechanism, whatever you want to uh, call it. So okay. that's where uh, fusion paranoia comes together. I can really dig it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, you I know, think I was do an article on it, actually. I, 
Yeah. So, and it, it is a, it is it, it isn't a term I made up. It was something that uh, somebody coined somewhere along the uh, way, you know, in the seventies or so, mm-hmm. when they started seeing this overlap between, say, like you know, once again, what the John Birch Society was talking about and what mm-hmm. was uh, Robert Anton Wilson and Shea and the Illuminatus trilogy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. You know, I. I was actually watching it. I'm a fan of a document documentary maker named Adam Curtis. And I'm actually, I just started his new documentary. Uh, can't get you out of my head. And he actually is going into a lot of that with uh, Carrie Thornley and the discordians. And, you know, I was, I was involved things. in the production of that. Oh, okay. It's amazing so far. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was, uh, yeah, quite a journey there. I, I don't know if uh, your listeners or you guys are familiar with other works by Adam Curtis, but he's done some amazing uh, stuff over the years. Hypernormalization. Mm-hmm. Uh, Country itself. So, yep. And so this yep. was his latest, and uh, my gosh, time passes like the last time I did a uh, episode with you guys, but probably... Uh, <laughs> Three years ago, he approached me. No, it might have been more than that, at least three years ago. Mm -hmm. And he was interested in my book on Kerry Thornley, the prankster and the uh, conspiracy. And he wanted to meet, and he came out here to California. He doesn't make a lot of trips across the pond and Mm -hmm. (laughs) probably hasn't been here uh, since uh, COVID Mm -hmm. hit. But he was uh, really interested in... uh, Thornley and Greg Hill, the founders of uh, Discordianism, and so he interviewed me at that uh, time, and I shared some material, and a lot of that uh, made it into uh, what? What's name? I even forget the uh, title of his latest. Now it's uh, can't can't uh, get you out of my head. Yeah, and so he yeah. saw. Um, Basically, uh, Kerry Thornley and uh, Greg Hill, who founded Discordian, Discordianism back in the late 50s, were a couple of uh, free thinkers who both kind of got sucked into this realm of fusion paranoia, uh, mm-hmm. Thornley with the uh, JFK assassination. And so right. uh, Adam Curtis was uh, fascinated by that. And part of the deal that he was interested in was, uh, you know, these guys uh, founded this religion, Discordianism, basically because they wanted to create their own reality, you know. Right. They were tired of the status quo. Uh, You know, you have all these uh, patriarch religion. Hey, why not uh, let's start our own religion with the matriarch, a uh, Mm -hmm. great crazy goddess of uh, (laughs) discord Mm -hmm. and uh, eventually that uh, at least in Thornley's estimation all that came back to uh, bite them on the butt and that's kind of the uh, focus of that film a lot of the people in the uh, 60s who had this vision of creating their own reality and it kind of got out of control. I mean, you can see that and that's kind of the uh, ethic or the vision of Donald Trump in a sense, <laughs> not to get too political with the time traveler, Donald yeah, Trump. <laughs> to, uh, right. 
basically somebody uh, who wanted to create their own reality, and he had uh, some measure of success at doing that. Hopefully, it'll come back to bite him on the butt. Oh, yeah. It's been a crazy uh, four years with uh, politics and uh, with the pandemic and uh, everything has seemed to be speeding up exponentially, too. So so what's your take on all the uh, latest and greatest events that's been going on over the past several years? Oh, there's a loaded question. I, I don't know. I'm just a witness to all this craziness yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, you guys are, you know. Uh, Very true. Oh, boy. I, you know, it's uh, the last. What are you talking about? The last uh, <laughs> four years with the uh, Trump presidency and. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it just seems like. Um, you know, there's I, I've lost so many friends on both the left and the right. Mm-hmm. I tend to be sort of in the middle. Yeah. And, uh, very yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if there is a um, uh, conquer and divide plan in play, it certainly has been working. You know, like I tell people uh, the mind control programming is working quite well when it well, comes to, you know, this type of uh divisiveness that's going on and it just seems like people are running at a real high emotional level without looking at things in a more logical uh, sense so to speak well i'll give you that for sure yeah yeah it also you know you were talking about fusion conspiracy and you know this this very much seemed you know when i first started watching the can't get you out of my head you know when i saw the first interview with thornley you know you popped into my head Mm-hmm. And, you know, this this whole scenario that we've seen, you know, over the last four years, I don't know, it seems to kind of be the 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 concept. It seems to be like the execution of what you describe with fusion conspiracy, right? Because you have that that balance of, as you put it, the, you know, the John Birch Society on one end. And then, you you know, with the, Thornley, you have the JFK assassination on the other and it seems to be like that dichotomy, you know, we're seeing that in action at this very moment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so to take you guys off in another, well, it's kind of like a, the same, uh, similar direction to what we're uh, talking about, but different events coming together and all this uh, type of stuff. You know, you know, I've been... Uh, a chronicler of uh, James Shelby Downer and uh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> his his yeah. unique vision. And uh, recently, uh, I noticed uh, some things that kind of brought all what uh, Downer's been Downer wrote about over the years kind of into focus. And it uh, it's I bring this up because I'm writing an article on it now, and uh, so it's some details that are in my head that I can uh, talk about kind of uh, coherently, right. but it, it has to do Excellent. with, with a new book by uh, you might've heard about by uh, Jacques Filet and Puwala Harris. Yes. Yeah, no, called, yeah. called best kept secrets. Okay. I'm not aware of that one. Oh, actually. well, I've been, it's, kind of, I've been in a bit of a bubble. 
it's it's making a big buzz in ufology and i'm kind of one of those persons you know it's kind of like these events we see uh going on where there's a lot of divisiveness going on on both ends of the political spectrum maybe we need to bring uh some of that fusion paranoia back but oh yeah baby this uh book called best kept secrets uh was supposed to come out uh, about a week ago, and it was delayed. And uh, Dr. Valet said he uh, put out a press release, uh, basically that he had to analyze some more quote-unquote uh, data about what was going on. And this was uh, Linda Moulton Howe wrote about this at her Earth Files, and she uh, checked in with uh, Valet and to make sure he hadn't been blocked by the powers that be by the deep state or <laughs> whatever. And he okay. said, no, no, I'm just checking out the uh, data. And she did a write up about this book. And, um, the basic, uh, gist of it is it's a UFO crash that supposedly happened before Roswell, two years before Roswell. So really what they're suggesting in this book is that, uh, this first uh, crash of aliens happened in 1945. I don't know why the aliens continued to crash year after year. <laughs> and uh, what 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 she mentioned was uh, uh, the words that the uh, crash happened near the Trinity site, <clears throat> where the first atomic bomb blast, you know, the mm-hmm. experimental bomb blast when. They were prepping right. for World War II. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. mentioned the words uh, Giornato del Morto, which is the journey of death. It happened along this route, near this route, that uh, uh, the uh, when a lot of the uh, settlers came in from old Mexico into Texas and New Mexico. And so okay. th- that was some interesting uh, language to use. I hadn't heard that used before about the Trinity blast, except by James Shelby Downard. Mm-hmm. And, I, oh. and I'm wondering, are they connecting this shit to uh, Downard? And uh, how also mentioned a certain gadget. So of all that kind of, uh, those words were, like uh, lit a uh, light bulb in my head. Are you know? Are they connecting sure. this to James Shelby Downard somewhere somehow? Have they been influenced? Once again, this was Linda Moulton Howe's write up of the right. book. But uh, so they uh, Valet said that the book was wouldn't be released until uh, June first, and he went on. Uh, because of whatever he had to get it right more, you know, they were still analyzing data, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. And he went on okay. Jimmy, Ch- Jimmy church the other night and, uh, commented, uh, he was talking about the uh, book that hadn't been published yet. And, uh, once again, they're saying that somehow the Trinity bomb blast, uh, I don't have the exact date, but it was in like, uh, the summer of 19, 19- 45 was somehow right. connected to this uh, crash of ETs. 
And the crash of the ETs happened uh, two days afterwards, like somehow the bomb blast brought them here or somehow it helped uh, create this phenomena to happen. And this and well, this all again, once again, comes back to uh, James Shelby Downard and what his theory was. This will take a couple minutes to explain. No problem. Uh, He wrote an article. Well, there are several essays uh, that appeared over the years from James Shelby Downard, but it all came from a book called, uh, if I can remember the uh, title, Sorcery, Sex, and Assassinations, that he wrote in the early 70s. And basically, the uh, his theory or what he was laying out in this book, and you guys are kind of probably familiar with this, is that there was a Freemasonic uh, ritual conducted uh, in coordination with the 33rd uh, latitude. Of course, 33 is the highest degree of uh, Freemasonry. Mm -hmm. And it all started with the Trinity bomb blast, according to uh, uh, Downard. And that when the bomb blast happened, there was a something they called the jumbo, which was this <clears throat> big big bottle, and nobody knows quite uh, why it was at the uh, site. It wasn't actually part of the bomb blast, but Downard's theory was that it was like the gin, that mm-hmm. they were basically doing an alchemical experiment, and the uh, bomb blast. It gets he got pretty deep into. Um, Adam Cadman, the first uh, human, and the the, uh, Kabbalah, Mm -hmm. and that they were basically taking the elements of chaos and synergy. Adam Cadman, the first uh, man, was a combination of male and female. At some point, he split, if you (laughs) follow all this stuff. And so what he was suggesting, they were taking the male and female elements and merging them once again, at the Trinity bomb blast and creating some type of homunculus or some type type of enemy entity. And so his overarching theory was this, this experiment also involved Jack Parsons. He was involved in the same sort of work. He uh, was involved in the early days of rocket scientists and helped uh, devise the solid-fueled rockets that put uh, men on the moon and also blew himself in some type of homunculus experiment. And so this whole thing was laid out on the 33rd degree and also connected to this was the moon landings and also the assassination of uh, JFK. Mm -hmm. It was all part of this alchemical rite and the killing of the king. And so... Anyway, uh, when I heard uh, Valet in his interview, he's with Jimmy Church. He basically uh, stated, you know, they asked him about uh, the aliens. What happened? You know, were these aliens that uh, crashed? And uh, according to the stories of the witnesses, the aliens <laughs> crashed and then walked away. And he, uh, Valet, stated basically that, well, they weren't necessarily aliens. They might have been man-made. The craft might have been man-made. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And so all of this kind of struck me as like, well, is this connected to Downard or what the hell's uh, going on here with this uh, book? He's suggesting that he seems to be hinting at uh, once again, and I, what what was weird after this Jimmy Church interview the next night, uh, they released the Kindle version of this book. It wasn't supposed to come out till the June first. I don't know what the <laughs> what the hell's uh, going on, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the book he didn't indeed invoke the Jornado uh, del Murto, the journey of. Uh, death and uh you know basically saying that uh or suggesting or hinting that uh this explosion at trinity launched the modern era of ufos whatever that uh, might have been and that that's long been the rumor with uh jack parsons that he with some ritual experiments he was doing with uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, and Babylon was, working. Yeah, yeah the Babylon, Babylon working, working right. in nineteen seven in nineteen forty seven. Exactly. That they launched the yeah. modern uh, era of UFOs. Yeah, I mean, I always thought uh, it was forty seven. That was a very pivotal year because that yeah. was also the time they had the uh, uh, Kenneth Arnold uh, UFO sighting. Right. Where Mount Rainier. It was also the time where they. Uh, uh, I believe the National Security Act was nineteen forty seven. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, Ryan Harrod Gellin, you know, former chief intelligence officer of Hitler, who was working for the United States and helped put together the CIA, uh, helped put that little piece of legislation through. So it, it's yeah. one. It's one of those dates. Forty seven. The D- Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered, and uh, right. LSD. <laughs> LSD was yeah, discovered. I've I've written about this stuff, but now, yeah, uh, Valet's kind of flipped the script, and he's mm-hmm. uh, suggesting in this book. You guys need to check it out. And I've only started re- reading the book and get getting a hint of what's going on. But he's uh, bumping it back a couple of years now to four, 1945, and they claim they have witnesses. Uh, to this event that happened with this uh, crash in that year that was uh, nearby the Trinity uh, bomb site. It happened two days afterwards. Well, I mean, there there have been, there's been discussion for a long time that, that the event at Trinity had attracted them, you know, attracted aliens of some kind, be it, you know, ultra terrestrials or, Aliens or whichever mm-hmm. theory you subscribe to, but it sounds it sounds very interesting that Valley's going down this path because this isn't something that he, you know, he was always known for this very scientific approach, mm-hmm. you know, and if he's if he's linking it to Downard and and you know the the stuff the Babylon working which you know Parsons failed at I mean you know um, Crowley wrote a very nasty letter to Jack Parsons and. You know, spoke very badly of him after that. But yeah. It, you know, this seems to be something that that's out outside of <clears throat> Valley's mm-hmm. usual well, zone of writing. He's not. Uh, you know, I think it, it's influenced by Downard and Jack Parsons and these characters, but so far mm-hmm. he isn't actually naming them. Amen. You know, but 
you he's know, kind of implying. I think that's that's my impression, and uh, you know, we <clears> think <throat> of on the one hand, uh, Valet is this uh, scientist analyzing data, but he was also, you know, one of the first ones to come up with a more uh, paranormal theory relating yeah. to uh, UFOs and passport to, to Magonia, where you know he tied it into the whole fairy. Fae folklore, you know, similar right. to some of the stuff uh, John John Kuehl, uh looked at right. that UFOs were a para, paranormal phenomenon. So, I think uh, he's always kind of been, uh, you know, flirting with uh, a lot of those uh, theories over the years. Uh, so, and with uh, Downard, it's kind of uh, interesting. Uh, it's been a few years now. I uh, got the. We might have talked about this last time. You know, it's been a few years now, but I was passed along an unpublished uh, Downard uh, manuscript, which I'm still working on. Hopefully, I'll get it published uh, at some point in the uh, future. But part of the Downard story had to do with his uh, wife who uh, broke his heart, basically, and he uh, alleged that uh, she got corrupted by, once again, these dastardly uh, Freemasons that were part of this uh, cult that put on these, that were involved with the CIA and the FBI and put on these uh, sex circuses and these type of uh, things. And... uh, they were married uh, for from like the uh, uh, early 30s to the uh, late 40s, and after that, he was tracking her across the uh, country, and that's kind of where it ties into the JFK assassination. He saw her associating with JFK and Clint Merchants oh. and, and these type of people <laughs> involved in the JFK assassination, but he also tracked her to... Uh, Mount Palomar. And oh, Downard, yeah, right. Downard claimed that, uh, and this says I've, uh, other sources have, uh, you know, there's some cooperation of this, that there was an early OTO uh, kind of altar near the uh, Palomar site. I believe that's true, too, because uh, Jack Parsons was there. Uh, so it said, and that there were these rituals where they were taking the Palomar telescope and focusing in, uh, however they did it, uh, focusing the light of Sirius and conducting these uh, rituals, and that uh, Downard's strange wife was involved in this uh, scenario, similar to, uh, you know, what, or maybe... Uh, in conjunction with what Jack Parsons was involved with. So, it's, yeah, it's just, just the whole crazy uh, scenario that uh, with this new valet book, uh, once again, you know, started looking into all this stuff and wondering. It seems to be, you know, by Downard, or excuse me, by Valet, the way... Uh, he's kind of seems to me he's hinting at a few things that there is this 
influence that he's knowledgeable about Downard and uh, Parsons and these type of ritual experiments that are happening in certain areas, you know, called the uh, 33rd degree parallel along ley lines. And you have, you know, a a nuclear explosion, nuclear fission creating this uh, dynamic that might have uh, opened up a window to some uh, another dimension and something Mm -hmm. flew in. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, well, that's what they were supposed to do with uh, Babylon working. Mm-hmm. You know, to sort yeah, of they were, tear a hole in the space they, continuum. Yeah, they were supposed to download the sacred feminine into the woman. I forget her name, and then she was supposed to get pregnant and give birth to the to the star child. Yeah, who was also a homunculus. Yeah, some say guess, uh, some say off. some say it was uh, his wife Marjorie Cameron, but you know this right. these things are just. <laughs> uh, a large part of them are legends. We really don't know the true facts of what happened. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, so, and, and I mean, L. Ron, L. Ron Hubbard's not going to tell you because they took off with his money, apparently, mm-hmm. <laughs> after that. <laughs> to found Scientology. So. It's also been alleged, or, you know, Hubbard claimed that uh, he basically in, infiltrated uh, Parsons' L- OTO lodge at the behest of naval intelligence. That I had not heard. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yep. Hmm. Now, didn't you, uh, hey, now, did, Adam, didn't you um, put out a UFO book a couple of years ago? I think it dealt with George Adamski. The, uh, yeah, I was actually going to ask about that because you were talking about Palomar. And, yeah. And at that time, Adamski, um, who is also apparently linked to, to the to Nazis, was hanging around Palomar. If I recall, he was a he was flipping burgers at a at a diner at the base of it, right? <laughs> now, now when this uh, lodge or altar or whatever was uh, at uh, Palomar that uh, Downard had witnessed and supposedly you know whatever Jack Parsons was involved with, that was prior to uh, uh, Damsky was there at a later date but you know there there you know who knows there might have been uh, some overlap but what uh, one of the legends floating around and was that uh, parsons was a flying partner with uh, kenneth arnold which is pretty interesting okay now and it was uh, there's a book uh, by Nick Redfern called uh, Final Events, which deals with a group called the Collins Elite, and that kind yeah. of plays into this whole scenario in that there was uh, some group in the uh, government, and it's been a while since I read that uh, book, who, who were aware or involved in this conjuring of entities. Uh, yeah. Uh, dealing with the space program once again, and uh, right. this and this, and they were demonic enemies that would bring about these uh, final events. And Jack Parsons is discussed in this book, and it it also references that uh, he and Kenneth Arnold knew each other. 
and I think this is once again one of these legends or things that have been passed around over the years. I wrote about it at one point because I had heard it from somebody. I had a uh, thing I wrote about uh, ritual magic and uh, UFOs, and I originally heard this heard it from John Judge. He had a uh, lecture. It was called Unidentified Fascist Observatories. And I have this posted uh, somewhere. I put up a uh, podcast of it. But uh, he was once again claiming that uh, Parsons and Arnold were uh, friends and flew together, which is all very intriguing. But uh, before uh, John Judge died, I kind of tried to pin him down on that because I had heard the legend over years, you know, and actually I had a chat with him in Facebook uh, once upon a time. I think he died several years ago now, and I said, where did you hear that uh, rumor? And he said, well, um, sure, I, I probably got it from the Sex and Rockets book by that was published by Feral House, and I, you know, and told him, well, that came out a couple of years before you <laughs> put out that lecture where you stated that. And so he wasn't really clear. So it's like, this seems to be one of those legends without any foundation, which, you know, you see a lot of in the uh, UFO lore. You certainly do. You certainly do. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I remember, um, actually talking to Redfern about about the Collins elite that it's oh and I, know, I, it, it was, I asked I asked Redfern too you know where did he where did he hear about that Parsons uh, Arnold connection well uh, yeah I think it came from John Judge oh okay <laughs> <laughs> okay that's that's like Bluebeam that all the conversations about Bluebeam all oh, yeah. come back to one guy Serge Monas yeah yeah there's no other evidence of it. Yeah, it was kind of sketchy, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, the the technology I think is there. It's oh, just it there's, there's no no it such exists. thing really. You can't. It's just like you know, just like Project Monarch. You know, the mind, the alleged mind control operation <laughs> under MPL. Right. But uh, you find no documentation on it. So, yeah, those. Well, I why there's nothing on Monarch. People just love those legends. Hey, somebody wrote a book on Monarch. Monarch. There's your. Uh documentation there you go somebody right. <laughs> yeah the first... somebody posted on twitter about it so oh well i mean there was uh <laughs> yeah uh mark phillips kathy o'brien transformation of america i think yeah. came out around yeah. 92 but you know I, I knew all those characters and uh they were definitely characters and they, they couldn't uh, characters. yeah yeah so <laughs> that, that's a book in itself Oh yeah, it is. You know, it's it's interesting the the idea that that they they created this alchemical event at Trinity and that potentially opened some sort of interdimensional portal. I mean, it, if if that were to actually be true, you know, that really supports the the ultra terrestrial hypothesis versus just the straight <clears throat> you know notion that they're just aliens, right? Mm -hmm. that, you know, the argument that, that Keel and Greenfield and other people have made around around them being ultra terrestrial in nature, the idea that there's an interlinking between, you know, cryptids and UFOs and ghosts and all these different yeah. events, you know, they're all interlinked. That 
you know, doing an alchemical event at Trinity, ripping a hole in something and something coming through. That definitely, you know, especially <laughs> with the discussions of the Mandela effect and, you know, the conversation we had last week, you know, it just strengthens that whole model. So. Yeah, I, I don't know if I buy into it, but uh, it's, you know, it's fun fodder to uh, play around with. And um, one other thing that uh, came to mind about, you know, and once again, this is a uh, Freemasonry seems to be involved, at least in Downard's theory, uh, the 33rd degree, he claimed or he suspected had to do with the the uh, different, uh, you know, the sp- space exploration and the landing on the moon and launch right. from C- Cape Kennedy once again. The thirty third, uh, supposedly Cape Kennedy's on the thirty third degrees. So all of this was tied into this. Uh, larger story that uh, Downard and his cohorts was uh, putting out. Now, and and part of it, part of this book, from what I understand, uh, has to do with the, uh, once again, the legend of uh, material that's uh, taken from the craft. Recently, it's been called metamaterials, right? You guys know about right. uh, that, yep. which kind of dates back uh, once again to the early days of ufology with the Maury Mur- Island uh, mm-hmm. caper there was slag that supposedly right. fell from the sky then with uh, Roswell there was the memory metal and the stories about how it was like foil looking shit that they crunched up into a ball and it <laughs> expanded yep. back out and uh, so no this is yeah, yeah so this has been a uh, theme going on for a while in the uh, mid-90s, Bob Bigelow, Robert Bigelow got involved, and they supposedly had some material even back then that they were looking at. Gordon Novell, of all people, was involved with it, you know, one of these, like, hog time spooks. And so, you know, it kind of ties into this whole uh, counterintelligence disinformation campaign that's been going on for a while and it's something uh, out of the aviary which was that group that kind of came out of the Benowitz affair that included uh, Bill Moore uh, Bill Moore Hal Pudoff yeah. uh, John Alexander oh Robert good old John <laughs> Kit Green Rip. and all of this uh, bunch kind of morphed into Maccabee uh, too, right? Was it Maccabee? Maccabee, yeah. 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 Uh morphed into NIDS, which uh oh, sure. Bob, I didn't Bob think Bigelow about that. started, yeah. Skinwalker yeah. ranch stuff. So they were they've been and so Pudoff and Valet have been looking into these uh materials uh for quite a while. Art, you know, and uh Bigelow really uh, propped up Art Bill early on parts. yeah and yeah. Uh, before uh coast to coast am yep. recent recently you can see some stuff that just got posted on youtube about a uh, program called area 2000 which was uh 
a show that uh, radio show uh, that was basically funded by Bigelow that featured Art Bell before Art Bell started doing Coast to Coast AM. So there was this connection there, oh. which is yeah. Uh, I had heard. I had heard that he had funded. I had heard that he had funded Bell, and that he had actually funded the original launch of Coast to Coast. Yeah, and so yeah. you have uh, so Art. You know uh, that did that show didn't last too long. The one funded by Bigelow, which was like kind of a non-profit uh, enterprise for a, a radio show, but Art went uh, commercial and he came out with Art's parts. And mm-hmm. so Bigelow and his group were uh, looking at this stuff for a number of uh, years, whatever the hell it was. Uh, then it became Art's uh, parts. Art got a letter or somebody in some of these materials from some guy claiming that his father uh, worked at, uh, was involved in the Roswell crash, but the guy giving arts, art the parts was also, he said, in the military, working in intelligence, so he couldn't divulge his identity, you know, one of those type deals. Uh, Phil Corso, uh, came out with a similar story that there was some of this material floating around. <clears throat> In more recent times, TTSA really, uh, to the Stars Academy, were pushing pushing this once again, that yep. they had some type of uh, material. And once again, uh, Valet is uh, suggesting this in the book, as well as... Uh, Diane Pazolka in her book a couple of years ago, that there's this uh, modern form of ufology that is deeply tied into this religious aspect. It's kind of a uh, cross between uh, technology and religion, and uh, mm-hmm. p- part of this is all focused on the these materials, which, no, you know, are sort of like the holy grail of uh, ufology that uh, people are uh, looking at. And so I'm jumping all around all over the place. Oh, that's, okay. well, that's what Paranoid Podcast is all about. <laughs> and, so, and, and, to, and to the Stars Academy, TCSA, it's, it's like, a, like a who's who out of SRI and you know, how Pudoff and all those guys are involved yeah, in well, too. It's like a spook factory. It's, yeah. it's the same bunch of uh, folks. It's always the same bunch. Yeah. So <laughs> a couple of, uh, actually in uh, January of, uh, let's see, January 2020, I think, if I got the date right, Diane Pazolka one evening came on Twitter and uh, posted uh, something to the effect that uh, all the moon landings were part of a Masonic ritual. Hmm. Okay. Have you heard about this? Well, no. to an extent, yeah. Well, I mean, with Aldrin. Extent, yeah. well yeah. I'm the, I'm the same. Well, no, the names, the names of the vehicles too. I mean, the time, the dates, the timings, Mm-hmm. The locations, the names yeah. of the vehicles. There's a lot yeah. of that, and that's yeah. like stuff Downer yeah. got into, and also uh, absolutely. Who's uh, 
Richard Hoagland as well. He was pointing out these Freemasonic uh, connections. And mm, so she, right. she, she had posted this on uh, Twitter. I should bring up, because I'm writing this up right now, but uh, hold on just a uh, second. Let me... Uh, oh, no problem. Oh, no problem. If I can find this, do I, I don't... Uh, one one second. Here. And by the way, this is the Paranoia Podcast on <laughs> Aftermath.fm. That's a good time. And, if, uh, and if, if we run long, you can download the Paranoia Podcast on your favorite uh, podcasting thing. Yeah, or we're just on an hour on Aftermath.fm, but for the extended We'll keep going. Yeah. <laughs> We'll I'm almost going. I'm almost to where I uh, need Don't to cut be. us off. We'll just keep going. <laughs> so this uh, occurred on uh, January 10th uh, of 20, uh, 2020. Yeah, you got it right. And. Uh, Basically, she posted uh, this thing about uh, how all of the uh, – here, I can look at it right here. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Oh, no, problem. no, it's fine. Uh, hey, Olaf, our, uh, Olaf, you're looking really good too, buddy. Olaf, you've slimmed down quite a bit. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I lost like 70 pounds, but right, right. I'm, not, I'm not sure how that fits have in. You, have you really? That, that's good. So yeah. on uh, – Keto. Keto. She, it works. Yeah, I've heard that's, <laughs> that's a good deal. On January 9th, 2020, uh, she posted a, on Twitter a national ritual, and it was a bunch of photos of uh, different presidents, Clinton, Obama, Kennedy, everybody. I didn't see Trump here, but uh, all of the, like, the last six presidents uh, before Trump going back and she right. stated part, part of the modern ritual, all presidents have to stand in exactly the same place and face exactly towards the moon, all of them, at least once in their term. Hmm. And then okay. the next day, pe uh, people started tweeting at her going, what, what ritual <laughs> are you talking about? And she goes... Don't you know about Jack Parsons and uh, all these type of things going on? People are going, have you been getting into the uh, cooking, Sherry? Do you actually believe this stuff, <laughs> you know? And she kind of went off on a rant after that, saying that TTSA was basically a PSYOP, that uh, Tom DeLong was mixed up with Freemasonry, that it corrupted him. Hmm. Okay. And then uh, shortly after that, her she deleted her account, and she was gone. She, cla she claimed that uh, her account had been hacked. Yeah. Now, at the time, uh, Pazulka's was uh, writing a new book, and she said, you know, her previous book, American Cosmic, and she had talked about some of these themes about a uh, religious aspect to ufology and right talking sh about she had been out to a crash site they had taken her 
some spooky characters are taking out her out there blindfolded <laughs> of all things. Okay. And, uh, it's, it, uh, and she was, uh, involved with, uh, Jacques Vallée during this period. So a lot of people think that what she was referring to was the Trinity site hmm. and that she had, uh, kind of had, for some reason had this meltdown about Freemasonry, a PSYOP, uh, going on with the, uh, to the stars Academy. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, after she posted all, you know, this stuff and had what looked like some type of meltdown, her account, poof, disappeared from uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the next day she said that her account had been hacked. And, uh, since then she never published her book. Wow. She kind of disappeared from, uh, ufology so uh-huh. i'm i'm just laying all this stuff oh, yeah. out there because, <laughs> because all of this uh maybe kind of sort of probably does tie in with this uh new valet book and uh what ttsa has been involved with and tonight you know uh if you guys are following all this shit and mm-hmm. probably th- there was a uh 60 Minutes did a piece once again on uh, some of these characters involved in this. Lou Elizondo and uh, oh, Chris, yeah. Christopher Millen once again trying to what, what show is it on again? 60 Minutes. Oh, man, I, I need oh, wow. to check that out. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, Clyde Lewis so what, and I are always wondering about, you know, God, how can we were trying to get Tom DeLong on the show, but he has all these gatekeepers, including his wife. Oh, of course, yeah. Well, and then after yeah. after a while, we just decided, you know what? It's it's like one of those George Knapp deals. <laughs> you <laughs> well, just can't he, break well, through. He's yeah, he's involved in this caper, too. And I don't, I don't, re- I don't buy into any of this necessarily. You know, mm-hmm. about uh, whatever the alchemical <laughs> experiments mm-hmm. and Freemason. Yeah, it's like well, even the Vatican. She was into. Uh, Talking about the Vatican's knowledge of uh, UFOs and aliens. Well, you'll see. So I, I'm going to put out a post in this, but in her tweet storm, she also brought up the uh, Vatican and uh-huh. uh, uh, basically how, yeah, there's kind of this, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? There's this tension or confrontation between. Catholicism and Freemasonry. Yeah. Well, there's always, there's always been that way. P two came in. P two came into existence because they, mm-hmm. the Catholic Church, you know, they considered it to be really terribly awful, burn in hell kind of stuff to be a Mason. Yeah. Now I have a question. That's why they have, have the Knights or the uh, Knights of Columbus, right? Their own secret society. No, they. No, 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 no. They no. There was a Catholic Masonic lodge called Propaganda Due. Oh yeah, yeah. too. The, yeah, but Knights um, of which is tied in. basically a, a type of lodge. Though. Sure, but and and P two has been implicated in BCCI and Banco Ambrosiano and a whole bunch of really nasty stuff. But I'm curious what you think of this supposed like massive release of some kind of report that's supposed to be coming imminently. Oh yeah, in June. That's right. In June. Well, yes. 
it seems to be all tied in there. It's like a promotion right. cam- campaign to keep this uh, narrative story in the news. And it, there's like, yeah. uh, seems like there's different agendas here. You know, it's uh, there. Part of it is like Tom DeLonge <clears throat> wanted to start. I think Tom DeLonge was kind of, once again, I'm just spitballing here, but he mm-hmm. was kind of uh, sucked into this deal by some of these players involved who became part oh, of TSA that were in the uh, government, you know, because they needed sure. to uh, get a higher profile. So right. they, they looked at like uh, Tom DeLonge to uh, somebody that could reach that uh, younger audience, you know, call him a useful oh, idiot. Yeah useful idiot or whatever idiot. but right but so really the people involved in the 60 minutes episode and also who are lobbying involved in this report coming out are you know people who are involved with uh ttsa and it's basically lou elizondo and this uh, uh-huh. christ Christopher Millen guy, Christopher Millen, uh, he's connected to the Millen family who are involved in all kinds of, uh, stuff over the years. And he's, he was a, uh, uh, basically an advisor to the, uh, Senate, uh, intelligence committee up till about 2004. So that's where the Harry Reid connection comes in. Harry Reid, right. Which goes right back to uh, Bigelow. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're all they're all connected in this uh, thing. Right. So we got pu- him the fund. We got Big Bigelow the funding. Yeah, so they're pushing yeah. this narrative for whatever reasons. Part of it, you know, people <clears throat> suspect that it has to do with Bigelow just trying to get more government. Uh, contracts because they're you know elevating this idea that uh, or you know this narrative that uh, okay there's these U- UAPs UFOs that are invading our skies and we the government doesn't know what they are so we need to put more funding into figure <laughs> figuring oh, out okay. uh, what's going on out there so it's it's so- just a do you do you think that do you think this report is just a, a continuation of a psyop? Well, it might uh, you can call it a psyops, or is it a lobbying campaign, basically to maybe get gov- both? Get, maybe both. That's why I'm saying there's different yeah. agendas. You know, even yeah, it could be a funding mechanism to get more. Uh... Space weapons. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what, you know, one of the things I think that is going on with all of this. And I've been looking at it for a while, and it's like you can't really can't pin sh- shit down because these are really some crafty guys that are. Uh, oh, it's a. Yeah. It's a spook factory. Yeah. TTSA is an utter spook factory. I mean, just about everybody involved in it. You know, it's fairly spooky. I mean, you, you look at Elizondo himself, you know, <clears throat> I try to tell people that Elizondo never actually worked for the DOD. He's a contractor. Right. You know, he so, you know, you got to go back and look, well, who was he contracting? You know, who was prime on that? Who was he actually working for? Mm-hmm. They got him into that post, you know, and it goes back to the <clears throat> I forget who said it. 
there was an article recently where somebody said maybe it was Harry Reid, I forget, but he said that that if this stuff stuff exists, that it's locked it's locked in a Lockheed vault, and that goes back to the whole compartmentalized special access programs. You know, yeah. the, the military like outsourced all this stuff. So, you know, if there these metamaterials really do exist, like they're not in they're not at Wright Patterson or any kind of Air Force vault or Area fifty one. They're at some vault in Palmdale, you know, under the guard of Lockheed. Because Lockheed is immune to Lockheed, for example, is immune to FOIA requests. That's one of the reasons they do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and there's <clears throat> also stories that uh Bigelow you know, the, main, the story that launched all of this was in the New York Times a few years back, 2017. And in that article, it claimed that Bigelow had uh, basically constructed something uh, in Las Vegas at uh, one of his uh, compounds to store these some materials, you know. It might be all right. bullshit, too, <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. Who the hell I don't know. Bigelow's, Bigelow's, you know, some of the things that, that Bigelow does, they're, they're mighty sketchy. I mean, he, you know, I, I heard from multiple people that if you ever did anything with NIDS, that it was completely locked down in NDAs yeah. and you'd be sued into oblivion for taking any funding from him. You know, he kept everything that they ever did super secret. I mean, then there's the whole fiasco with MUFON, yeah. you know, where, where MUFON He's, sold the he, entire sightings database and membership list to Bigelow and Bigelow passed it off to the DOD. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's very sketchy. Yeah. It's a house very of mirrors. Sketchy. Yeah. We had, uh, yeah, we, we had Walter <laughs> Bosley on uh, two nights ago on ground zero and he pretty much, uh, you know, said the same thing. It's just more spoon feeding, you know, by the government in order to, uh, try to attain more uh, money for mm-hmm. their so-called... Uh, I don't know, though. Yeah, well... Well, it's like, a, you know, it's different agendas, it. different things going on yeah. here. Certainly some well, of that has to be involved, for sure. But, but at some level, right, the last time that I can remember where, well, take the Bob Oshler thing aside, the last time I remember where it was this much of a circus, you know, aside from Roswell case closed, you know, you got to go back to the A-12 when they were developed, the CIA and, and Lockheed were developing the A-12, you know, they, they were saying, Oh, that shiny thing in the sky, that's a UFO. And they were infiltrating, you know, NICAP and these UFO organizations, the KGB was infiltrating these UFO organizations to try to see this thing. But they passed that aircraft off as a UFO and they've done that repeatedly. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if there's something else. Maybe it's these triangles, TR3B derivatives. Maybe that's they're trying to cover up something that they've built by reactivating this UAP. You know, they're not UFOs anymore. They're UAPs. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're trying to cover up some sort of program right. and get money for it. And this is how they're doing it. <laughs> no doubt. Okay, so yeah. I got really quick, I got to say thanks for listening on Aftermath.fm. And um, we'll catch you guys next week, but uh, we'll continue on with the Paranoia podcast, the extended version. Absolutely. Okay. But 
Okay. Good, good job, Ron. Thank you. <laughs> I always forget, but you know, and, and you see it with the Aurora too, right. You know, that that they, you know, that, that we only know Aurora, right. Because somebody screwed up and left it, left the name of the program in the budget. But it's like, it seems like, <clears throat> you know, if they're going to this much effort and trying to generate and, and it, part of it indeed is lobbying, which I, I think you're right about, you know, they're trying to generate a tremendous amount of cash for something. And what is that something? Cause I doubt it's a UFO. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a $60 million question. And, and how yeah. does it fit in to these Tic Tacs and, and this other crap that people are seeing? Because <laughs> the, the Tic Tac is very interesting because when, when they had that sighting recently with those, I think there were three destroyers, the, yeah. those guys on the destroyer, they called a Carnival cruise liner that was, that was close by. And they actually asked the Carnival cruise liner, are you seeing this thing? Mm-hmm. And the Carnival Cruise Liner radioed back, yeah, we're watching it. We're watching it buzz you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So is is that Carnival, you know, is that thing that they were seeing, is that an experimental aircraft or is that a UFO or what the hell is it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I don't think they're going to reveal that this June. But uh, <laughs> no. it's just, you, you know. know I mean, as far, as far as what we're going to see in June, it's probably going to be, it's an unclassified report Yeah, yeah. you're going to receive, so it'll be something, I guarantee you, man, <laughs> it's going to be something to the effect that, yeah, these uh, UAPs have been witness, witnessed in some cases, we don't know what they are here, you know, some of their attributes or whatever and it uh this requires uh further research and uh you know uh, some government funding to figure out what's going on here people be disappointed but there's they're not going to be and if they are if these are uh and this could be something the u.s government is doing too that other uh parts of the u.s government doesn't know about so right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it could be other you know so uh the uh report i guarantee is going to be a dud but then people who are really into ufo twitter are going to say that uh it's a big deal yeah so do you and maybe it is but (laughs) Who knows? Do you think the timing of Valley's book and the implications of Valley's book are being used to further that agenda? Like, is he, you know, is that a knowing, like, injection of theory into this maelstrom? I think it might be. just timing? I think, well, it could be because he's, Valet's tied in with that uh, bunch. You know, I you right. know go go back to uh, the Pazolka deal that happened and how they were tied into all these other people with TS TTSA that right. uh, so I th- I think uh, Valet's aware of that. Uh, to answer your question, yeah, maybe so, uh, <laughs> or maybe, maybe it's not. maybe it's just a matter of. Uh, 
jumping in, you know, because the topic is hot right now. It's just hard to tell, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, hey, so have you, you? Go ahead. Go ahead. Have you been well, uh, involved with uh, any uh, music endeavors with uh, Brother Joe? Oh no, haven't. As oh okay. Recently, no. Oh okay. Yeah, I, I really miss your uh, spacey music, <laughs> man. Which you were able to play For at sure. the, uh, actually it was at the uh, Conspiracine in Hillcrest, uh, California, when we had a grand opening. Remember? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. COVID has kind of uh, slowed down a lot of things, but uh, yeah. Well, hopefully it'll yeah. open back up. And yeah, we haven't even been able to do our ground zero lounges, you know, at the uh, sports bar. But uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, I was just curious. I I wanted to hear some of your great music, and I'll just have to listen to the the one CD that I have from Adam Go Rightly. Oh, cool. Yeah, I want a greatest hits album. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff, though. It, it, you know, Ron played it for me. Yes. <clears throat> it's good stuff. All right. Well, I guess we better uh, better call this quits. So why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can find your stuff? Well, um, as far as books... Yeah, punch punch in Adam Go Rightly at uh, Amazon, but I have a bunch of different websites and whatnot. We didn't mention my latest book is Saucers, Spooks, and Kooks: UFO Disinformation in the Age of Aquarius, which right. came out a couple months ago, published by Daily Grill, who you guys mm -hmm. are probably aware of. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's mm -hmm. adamgorightly.com. There's a, uh, a blog called Untamed Dimensions. There's another blog called uh, Chasing UFOs. And uh, also for the Discordian uh, stuff I've written about, Carrie Thornley, whatnot, there's a uh, website called Historia Discordia. So just... Uh, punch in Adam go rightly into your uh, web browser and you can f probably find all this stuff right on brother I appreciate yeah. you coming on it's been a while yes. thanks for having me on guys yeah yeah thank you so much it was really awesome I really enjoyed it so we need to put together a par uh, paranoia uh, convention at our yeah, uh, at our uh, paranoia campsite in uh, near Klamath Falls Okay. Near Klamath Falls. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. he, he uh, Olaf bought a few acres. Oh, right in the area. And so it's uh, Camp Paranoia. And uh, yeah. maybe we can start developing it and, you know, have like uh, a UFO section and a Bigfoot section and, you know, Discordian section. So <laughs> I think and, that'd be and just. And just in case, just in case, uh, what I have is is too small. I I found a spot in Elk, California, uh, right on the ocean that I think would actually do the trick really well too. So, oh, it's okay. being planned. We we just need to get past this this COVID stuff, but mm -hmm. I we're gonna do it. And hopefully you'll come. I, I would mm -hmm. yeah, I would love to have you there. <laughs> yeah, we we can coerce them with twenty. Sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, All right. 
Well, Ron, that was another thrilling pod paranoia podcast. Indeed it was. Uh, you can find us at paranoiamagazine.com, Paranoia Magazine on Facebook, Paranoia Mags on Instagram. You can follow my adventures of road trips, weird shit, and uh, baking. I know the baking's all it's super weird. Um, <clears throat> but thank you for listening. Make sure you tell your friends. Uh, Ron and I are actually making a concerted effort with the help of friends like the wonderful and amazing Adam Go Rightly uh, to do this on, on a more regular basis. Uh, mm-hmm. We gave it a break for a while, but we're back in business and we're really trying to do this more consistently, but we're, we're paranoids and uh, <clears throat> we have to take breaks for various reasons, but we are do, trying to do this. So definitely tell your friends and uh, Ron, say the magic words. Take good care and keep the faith. <sighs> All right, everybody be excellent to each other. And in the immortal words of Jack Ward, aloha. Thank you for listening to Paranoia Radio, hosted by Olaf Phillips and Ron Patton. Sponsored by Paranoia Magazine. Read it now. Paranoiamagazine.com Intro theme, The Guide, was composed by Scott Moon. ScottMoon.net Outro theme, Fighting Trousers, is by Professor Elemental. ProfessorElemental.com Voiceover written and performed by Mr. Lobo, host of Cinema Insomnia. Watch new episodes on OSI 74. Visit us at OSI74.com We are resuming control. For now.